0: Welcome to the Healthful Woman podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Today is the third podcast in our mini-series on breastfeeding and our second podcast with Melissa Kotlin, who is a board-certified lactation consultant. On Monday, Melissa and I started our conversation about breastfeeding and lactation consulting, and today we will be discussing breastfeeding, myths, misconceptions, and advice. Melissa will review the advice she gives for women planning to breastfeed, but also how she approaches women who might not want to breastfeed. Melissa has a ton of experience and wisdom, and she is a terrific resource. She's also really personable and a lot of fun. I enjoy doing the podcast with her, and I now get to work with her on the labor floor, which is pretty cool. Next week, we will have two more podcasts on breastfeeding. I'll be joined by Dr. Courtney Jung, who is the author of a really interesting book on breastfeeding called Lactivism. Before I go, I wanted to give a few birthday shout-outs. Today's my dad's birthday. My father, Jack Fox, or as we say in Chicago, Jack Fox, probably cares about his birthday less than anyone else I know, and he's also the least likely person to figure out how to actually listen to a podcast. But on the slim chance that Mom got one of the Millers to download this podcast for you, Dad, happy birthday. I love you. Also, tomorrow, in addition to being Thanksgiving, is my mother-in-law, Marcel Agus's birthday. Mom, thanks so much for indulging me by listening to this podcast and for always being the first one every Monday and Thursday morning to give the podcast a like on Facebook. Happy birthday. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day and have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday tomorrow. I know this year has been kind of a downer, but I think it also gave all of us a kick in the butt reminder of what is truly important in life and all the gifts and blessings we should be thankful for. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to today's episode of Healthful Woman, a podcast designed to explore topics in women's health at all stages of life. I'm your host, Dr. Nathan Fox, an OB-GYN and maternal fetal medicine specialist practicing in New York City. At Helpful Woman, I speak with leaders in the field to help you learn more about women's health, pregnancy, and wellness. How do you talk to women if they, they come to you for advice or you're meeting with them and they don't want to breastfeed? is like, how does that go? Yeah. You know, in a conversation, someone says, am I wrong? Am I crazy? What do you think? What should I do? How do you approach that? Because I mean, on the one hand, you're there to like help sure. them breastfeed. But on the other hand, they're saying, I don't, I don't want to do it, or I'm not going to do it, whatever it is.
1: I've had a a few different combinations of that. First is the mom who, it's few and far between, but the moms who don't want to actually, they want to give breast milk to the baby, but they only want to exclusively pump and don't want to put that baby near the breast. Then we just work with that. You know, I have it a few times a year, but then there are the moms who call me in and there's sometimes, you know, an interesting dynamic, maybe with the partner, Mm -hmm. you can see she's not happy with this, but he's saying, right. or sometimes the mother-in-law right. is sitting right. there.
0: Interesting he's, dynamic is such a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so kind. It's that. an interesting dynamic. It's a disaster. <laughs> it's <Yeah>.
1: awful.
0: <laughs> like God, someone, this it's, family sucks. like <laughs> someone dropped anthrax in the room. Yeah, <laughs>
1: It's true. You know, and I always have to sit there and smile yeah. and like, oh no, this is is all good like, yeah. <laughs> get out of here get the mother-in-law who's hovering right. standing over my shoulder and i always F- fyi i always want the family in there i want right. as many people in there because i want other ears and yeah. i want this to be a family thing versus just the mom and me right so if she's willing to have everybody in there but sometimes you can tell it is not in her at all and she's Zoning out a little bit while I'm talking, and I just there are no questions, and I put the baby on, and her, and mother she in just, law,
0: and her mother-in-law is paying you, yeah.
1: exactly, 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 and and the mother-in-law saying, well, you know, when I breastfed you know, Brad, yeah, <laughs>
0: know right, right, Brad, but, you know, Brad, is forty-five, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I just
1: want you to know, I did, the, you know, yeah. okay, 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 this is, you know, yeah. Jennifer,
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Sometimes if I can get them out of the room, or mm-hmm. if they are alone, just Saying, be straight with me be honest with me how are you feeling about this i don't i don't know i just i don't really want to do this and right. i just feel like my husband keeps telling me i have to you know my mother keeps giving me the guilt trip that she breastfed my four sisters and me you know right. it's like okay but let's work with what you want to do because this is you this is your baby again what i was saying earlier this is your happiness right i would million times over have a mom who is formula feeding and happy and the whole family the everything is right. going swimmingly and everyone's smiley and she feels like she can get up off of the couch she feels like she has a break she feels like feels like right. she can go take a shower and she's not falling into a depression right that to me i have to look at you know their mental right. health too right. and that's a win it, yeah. it is <laughs> i'm like i just want everybody to be happy here yeah. if breastfeeding is not for you it's not for you yeah and i'm not gonna sit here and stress you out i'm not it's so do you want to try maybe to pump one time a day? Would that work for you? You know, just to be able to, you can mix it with the formula if you want. And and a lot of the times, the second you lighten that up and right. just say, they're like, I'd be willing to do that yeah. maybe once. And then all of a sudden they call you and they're like, I think maybe I can do it twice a day. I'm right. thinking maybe morning and evening. Great. Okay, fine. But then if there are the moms that say, I hate this, right. I hate it. It stresses me out. I dread every moment and it's not even like putting aside any kind of pain. She doesn't have right. an infection, she, her nipples are fine. Everything's fine. It's just not in her. Then forget it. Let's yeah. hang it up. Let's yeah. find some other way that you feel like you're going to bond with the baby then right. if this is not it. And that's when I sort of become the the friend who had kids, you
0: know. And I, <laughs> like, and I think when you re, when you change it from a mandate to a choice for women that's that's very it's liberating. Because yeah. then they're making their they own made choice. Their choice. Like everything exactly. in life, exactly. you know, this is, you know, the you know, liberty, freedom, all these exactly. things that we, you know, all say that we love it's a woman's choice. Exactly. She, she should do what's right for her. I think like with all things, sometimes people have misconceptions and therefore they're not making like an informed choice. And so, yeah, it's up to us to make sure they understand, like, you know, what are your reasons? Just so we understand that, you know, the facts. Right. And fine, to and make a choice. And it happens all the time in, in medicine. And what is it you would just want everybody to know? Like, like this is a myth. This is a misconception here's the truth. Here it is. Here's your chance. Say whatever you want.
1: The first thing is always get the sort of small chested moms Mm -hmm. who went from flat to maybe an A cup Mm -hmm. (laughs) during their pregnancy. They think that they're not going to be able to breastfeed because they're because they're small breasted. Not true at all. All it has to do with the amount of tissue. I mean, like the actual glandular tissue, if if they've developed something Mm -hmm. during their pregnancy, then they, most likely they've never had any breast surgeries traumas anything like that which i always ask then they'll be able to produce okay and sometimes i have the mom with the like gazunta huge mm-hmm. boobs that actually are producing less mm. so yeah breast size has nothing to do with with okay. how much you're going to produce that's the first thing the second thing is always about food i get it a lot with baby nurses not baby nurses in the hospital but actual right. baby nurses who are telling their moms what they should not. Oh, be eating. don't eat
0: this. Do eat this. Yeah. Don't eat that. Because the baby will taste it and yeah. Yeah, or that always sounded a little. Fishy like to me. Just, I say
1: yeah. eat anything and
0: everything. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. I was like, no, that, that always, I, I was always, I was, I was, I, was, I, was like, I was like, I would have to be like, really? Like
1: it's, eat anything seriously? and everything that you. Want. That doesn't make
0: sense to me. Yeah. Not, not at I never, all. You never question anybody who's nursing, like you know, never. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would be like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But I'm like, seriously, the baby knows you had broccoli. Like, I don't think yeah, so. No, <laughs>
1: I've had so it's, and for some reason it's, it's always the baby nurses that say, oh. You know, I told her no broccoli, garlic, onions, strawberries, citrus. I, I've heard it all. I say eat anything and everything. Yeah. That, like, and if the baby starts to have a reaction to something, typically it's going to be cow's milk protein and everybody says dairy and I'm putting that in quotes because goat and sheep is a very different, right. it's a different bird. And so. They're actually not birds. Oh, they're, oh, yeah. they're not. Yeah. That's right.
0: <laughs> okay. <Yeah.
1: laughs> it's usually the protein in cow's milk. Okay. That is if a baby's going to have right. some sort of. But it's not
0: typical. It, Yes. Eat what you want.
1: Eat anything and everything. Eat spicy food because guess what? At six months, those are going to be the babies are going to have a more interesting palate than the ones that moms that cook like I would say like my mom Uh cooks. My my ex-husband always says like your mom's recipe for chicken was take chicken out of out of package, put in oven, (laughs) oven, take out of oven, like not one (laughs) take. Like, I mean, my mother will probably end up listening to this being like, you think I cook like that? Mm It's awful. You know that. And I had like a mom who ate that kind of chicken mm-hmm. with just boiled potatoes for mm-hmm. so long because she was too scared to eat everything right. else i've had baby nurses say to me oh you know i've told her not to eat this this and that because look at the baby's diaper and i open the baby's diaper and if you and i see like sort of a green salad-y looking mm-hmm. poop that just means that there was more for milk in the prior feeding mm-hmm. than the, we want those yellow mustardy seedy poops mm-hmm. which means they got to the fat but if sometimes you know the, they only had a little bit of the, like they had more form milk than hind milk. We're going to get that green salady looking poop. And I've, I had one baby nurse who once said to me, Look, I told her to stop eating salad because look at that. I'm like, how does that
0: work? Well, hold si I just so take it comes one step out back through the milk. Right. This, this okay. didn't come out before. Part of your lactation consultant services is poop inspection. Oh, I love it. I, I'm obsessed. You're like the guy that the tour guide <laughs> who like picks up the poop and says, oh, because of this, it was this type of animal, which means that this oh, is this agriculture and this you're that. It's the wow. joke. I
1: love poop. Oh. Ever, ever, since my own since my own kids. I'm like, Oh
0: my god. There's a lot of information look at this in there. Like, right? You know, but um, <laughs> most people don't want to do it, but that's okay. Is, so like, you're really in there. You're rolling the up carrots, your sleeves. I'm
1: like, I've got you know, once they start really eating salads, I'm like, look at that. Amazing. That seed in there, that's great. <laughs> that's sesame seed. Um, that's
0: good for the moms in labor. I'm sure they appreciate that. Oh, they, oh, yeah. they do. Sometimes, though. like
1: I'm happy for that N95. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's not possible mm-hmm. if you're eating a lot of salad for it to actually right. so, somehow reconstitute right. It doesn't come the does and come out as green again. Like right. It doesn't make it. So That I, would be magic. You know, it, it would be magic. And so, so sometimes they're getting this information from... What are supposed to be support people like a right. baby nurse or something like that and it's just not right let <laughs> 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 put it lightly so one of the, the myths and misconceptions that i hear all the time is always about the food i always like to just say you just eat anything right.
0: everything that you want this is, this is gold this is good stuff <laughs> all right 2.5 billion people are gonna be better educated now all right keep it coming what else you got
1: I mean, there's so many exercise.
0: Please say it's good. Please it's, say it's good. It's, Please say it's oh, good. I'm a huge fan. Okay. Are you kidding
1: me? I'm a marathoner. It's like right. Right. Other, other,
0: <laughs> otherwise Melka would come no, Malka, and beat the, you with no, a baseball she, bat. No, I know she <laughs> was. I, we're on
1: the same page with the, yeah, yeah. I loved her 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 whole entire yeah. podcast on exercise. There's been this sort of sad. Mm. Research done, which I, I put that in air yeah. quotes too, about these babies who were rejecting the breast. This was quite a few years ago. I'm probably dating myself, but about how lactic acid builds up when you're breastfeeding, so you should not be exercising and then breastfeeding the baby afterwards because babies were quote rejecting the breast. After protest
0: this. the breast.
1: Ex- ex- <laughs> the only breast protest. Ex- breast protest, like pushing away. <laughs> Supposedly, it was you know the the. Research had shown that it was because the mother's fault. It was the mother's fault. Lactic acid buildup. You cannot work out. And what follow-up research showed was, wait, hold up. It's not about that. It's that these moms were going working out running like crazy, doing whatever they're doing, sweating, putting the baby right to the breast. Too and salty. It's salty. Too salty. And the babies were pushing away right. saying like, mm, no. So I'm like, so this is what you do. You take a shower right. and breastfeed. The only thing with exercise, like I'm more concerned about your hydration so, right. because that's what's going to dip your sure. supply. So you best be taking your, you know, spy right. belt with your containers on there yeah. and just and drinking. But and yeah. the exercise critically important, especially yeah. for mental health. Yeah. And so if they come back like. Even if the baby's screaming for the breast, the second they walk into the door, at least just wipe wipe right. them down right. so that they're not salty right. and sweaty, right. and right. the baby's not like, Ugh. yeah. That's a huge one as well. I probably have some somewhere out there that I have written something about all these misconceptions and and the myths, but
0: those are good ones. Those are
1: those are the ones that I hear all the time. A
0: few other sort of big picture items. If you were to give advice, right? So you're, they're not going to meet with you you're just telling them over a podcast. So someone is, she's pregnant, she's expecting, and she's wants to breastfeed. What advice would you give her? I'm going to say right now when she's pregnant, I'm going to ask you the same question right after she delivers and the same question when she goes home for the baby stuff that again, you just think everybody should know before they get into this.
1: Just as far as the preparation. I mean, and the planning, just Anything. like we, preparation, so-
0: planning, if there's something that, you know, like, oh, I wish every mom knew this before she started something like that. Same concept.
1: So, I mean, obviously, you know, while pregnant, a hundred percent take take some sort of prep class. Right. Whether it's not going to be in person these days. But again, online, just read up a lot, prepare yourself, but don't go too wild buying all of these accoutrements like, you know, buy your boppy pillow or whatever it is. You can hold off on buying a pump. You don't have to do that at first because I always like I would rather if a mom is breastfeeding and obviously going to go back or not obviously, but going to go back to work or just wants a relief bottle or whatever, I get it that they want the pump, but let's hold out for two weeks, get your breast, your supply established and just know that the baby's latching well and all that. And then around the two week mark, then let's start to introduce maybe one bottle a day or something like that but they don't need the pump to bring to the hospital like i've seen this so many times right you don't. maybe if you want to bring the boppy great but just to be able to prepare just the information before having the baby is is the best thing so again they know everything a to z they have a few things that they can Bring, but don't go wild on all these special things. We can buy them afterwards, and Amazon delivers in yeah. one day
0: anyway. Right. The first two days, let's say, you know, they're a day or two in the hospital. What What are things that you would want women to know, sort of entering into that situation?
1: Okay. So entering into into that situation, yes, you have milk if you haven't had any breast surgeries, traumas, anything major happened to the breast. And as an aside, as far as surgeries go, I'm not worried about implants, but more so breast reduction surgery because right sort of kills a lot of the ducts and takes tissue out the implants are put in behind the muscle so i'm not really worried about that the colostrum is enough right for the baby for the first couple of days it's their stomachs are the size of a of a marble That's all it has to fill and it's teaspoons worth but it's very rich and thick and it's filled with all the immunoglobulins and everything that that baby needs for the the best kickstart i'd hear too often like i did last night with my Mm -hmm. patient who was 19 years old but you know she tried to breastfeed. I put the baby on. The boyfriend kept saying, no, no, no. She doesn't want this. She doesn't want this. We're just going to get the bottle. She the baby
0: or she the mom? She
1: the baby. Okay. Yeah. She's not going to want this. You don't even have anything. And I tried doing my 10 second long lecture, but nobody was listening. But, you know, just knowing you don't have to fill, you know, the 60 ml right. bottle into into that baby's stomach right away. And your body produces... It's an sl- issue of supply and demand. So your body is producing as the days go on. So the more the baby is at the breast, the more you're going right. to produce. And all it has to fill is that little tiny marble. By right. On day one, it's marble. Day three, it's the size of a shooter marble. Day 10, we're looking at a ping pong ball. So you're... So yeah. mom's supply it actually probably will exceed what the baby can actually right. take, but at least it, we're we're working together
0: to sort of build it together. Right, and that latch, as you said, it it is the Critical. stimulation exactly. It, there's a there's a, a loop where it stimulates the brain exactly. to tell the breast to make milk, and also the letdown so the milk comes out. Exactly. both of those and exactly. So, so trying it even if very little or nothing is coming out. Number one. There probably is, and it's enough. Exactly. But number two, you are starting the process. Starting the process, so that's going to work
1: exactly as you
0: continue forward. Exactly,
1: and that's why also that latch is so critical. So, mm-hmm. that, like, if we're talking just the immediate postpartum, that's why having someone there to assess that latch. We want those baby's lips flanged out. We want right. we don't want them gliding onto that nipple because that's not giving any stimulation. They're breastfeeding and they're not nipple feeding. Right. So if they're nipple feeding, you're going to end up with the sore, chopped up nipples. If if they're breastfeeding, I don't care what what kind of nipple you have, right. which actually goes to another myth and misconception. Mm. Which go back a step, which is I hear so often that oh well, the nurse said I have great nipples for breastfeeding. I'm like, I don't even care if they're inverted.
0: Yeah. I wrote in my paper the the the, the nipple question. It, it, yeah, oh, see, I
1: I, I I didn't even see. <laughs> I don't have my glasses yeah. on. <laughs> I can't even look over the table. Right, you could have a, an inverted nipple. Right, and the baby has to get. You know, about a half an inch to an inch beyond the nipple. And they're just they're they're not on the nipple at all. They're right. just sort of creating this teat with the tissue right. and drawing it sort of where the soft and hard palates meet. It's really far back. So that's the stimulation. When we let them glide onto the nipple. right,
0: If they gnaw on the nipple, it's going to be painful. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's going to be painful. We're not giving any stimulation. And then we end up dealing with sore nipples plus milk supply issues.
0: Right. It's critical. Right. And then what about when they go home?
1: So when they go home.
0: I'm going to say that the, the big lesson I got from this is like, don't beat yourself up. (laughs)
1: You know? <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Don't beat yourself yeah. up and
0: get help if it's not working. Get
1: help. There's there are so many lactation yeah. consultants wherever you are. You know, if the if if you go. I know everybody's in New Yorker listening. Right. <laughs>
0: it's a lot of <laughs> New Yorkers. Be, a lot there, of but New Yorkers. there are people
1: all over the world. Again, yeah. 2.5 million people listening yeah. to this. Yeah. You know? if, the, if they go to the ILCA website, ilca.org, there's find a lactation consultant. You mm. type in your zip code and they're all going to come up. And right. so find a lactation consultant. A lot of them ta- do take insurance.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That They and participate if, in, re- in health insurance. I assume the health insurance is cover it. They they the probably most, have mo- to. Yeah, most, I mean, health,
1: yeah. most companies are covering it. And so if, even if we don't-
0: reasons that they'd be like terrified if they didn't <laughs> what would happen to them because listen it, they cover breast pumps they cover all this why wouldn't they exactly. cover exactly it's, it's, it's less expensive ex- less expensive to cover a lactation consultant than a breast pump
1: <laughs> yeah no it's true yeah. D- yeah. depending on the area you live yeah. but yeah. yeah um yeah and they have and they offer beautiful great bre- breast pumps yeah. like i mean the the best and yeah. so i've had clients who have told me that their insurance companies will cover three consultations with a, with a lactation consultant you know it's Something a lot like that it's a lot and it's three great. hours there, it, it, yeah or more because yeah. it depends on yeah it depends on how they work it's pretty important and, right. and again going back to much earlier you know this is when this all comes down back to the support and knowing that you can call someone so but coming home there is the whole don't beat yourself up thing like right. sit down take a deep breath know that okay wait I can get help, and this is going to work out, <laughs> right? One way or the other, right? Whatever, again, whatever their goals are,
0: right? Now, let me ask you a question: Who would you recommend enlist the help of a lactation consultant? How would a woman at home or the hospital know I need a lactation consultant to help me? Usually, they know
1: that. Lot of them that are the sort of hyper successful type A personalities that are not going to not be successful so they're calling no matter what right even if everything's going perfectly they just want that check-in they want like a little breastfeeding checkup to say okay yes everything's perfect
0: that's good for you for business which is beautiful (laughs)
1: like no complaints right (laughs) um then there. Right. Are then you those, just get
0: paid to be their friend.
1: It, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Besties, you know. <laughs> of course, Facetime me anytime. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, and then they send me down to their friends. So right. That's Good. Um, but then you have those who, even in the hospital, they already know the baby's not opening this mouth wide enough. Their nipples are already sore. They're bleeding. They're, you know, lipstick shaped. Whatever the issues are, mm-hmm. they know already
0: that something's off right so within a couple of days if the latch isn't right and you just know there's something off that, y- yeah because I mean, obviously not everyone's going to have a correct the first time the second right. time but within a couple of days for many women it just it does work out and if it doesn't it's really time to call
1: yeah if they if they're leaving the hospital and still things are like just it's too painful they feel like just something's off that, you know, the baby is just crying nonstop, mm-hmm. never content. I mean, the baby could have issues like we could have a tongue tie or lip tie that should be assessed. I, it's missed a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just saw one this morning.
1: Did you see one this just morning? Just this morning. I think Absolutely. It was so tight. Was uh, yeah.
0: Thing. I mean, I, I was the, the pediatrician was, was examining the baby. I was right. in the nursery and she we like, Oh, look. And I said, Oh yeah, I'm looking. And she said, yeah, it's just like this morning. And it's, it's,
1: I'm so glad that she actually yeah. Fa- caught a lot of times they just don't look in the mouth. Like yeah. they'll look to see. The,
0: the good difference. ones do. Yeah. yeah.
1: The good ones do. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes the, the exams are a little too fast. Right. And Sometimes I've had a mom who's, you know, had problems for two weeks. I go to see her. It's like screaming at me. I'm like, why did nobody. How much up. you
0: want to just fix that yourself? I do. I just want to. I just, just want to take do a little, little snip. snip. I do. You're, you're like I saw them do this. Like you don't need a medical degree to do that. But now
1: they are laser. Now they laser. Oh they yeah. Well, they do that. Anywhere. Yeah, they do that. So that you
0: don't do it. <laughs> exactly. I have a laser with my, with my right.
1: dirty Kellys yeah. that I carry <laughs> right. around. It's probably paying. better for the baby in the long run.
0: <laughs> it's um no, but it's interesting because I think a, a lot of you know women may not know like okay, you know I'm I'm going into this. I'm I'm planning to breastfeed. I don't expect it to be a breeze. I expect there to be, you know, some, you know, learning curve. At what point is this not normal? Right. At what point is am I beyond the learning curve and I'm just sort of I'm setting up for a situation that's going to fail because it hasn't worked out yet? And so it if that point is sort of when I'm going home, if it's still not basically going okay, that's a good time. And I think number one, it's just a good, easy to remember benchmark, like, all right, I'm on my way home. Number two, logistically. That's when you're going and there's no one there necessarily to help you anymore. You're down in the hospital. it's The situation's right. different. And so if it's not going to get worked out while you're in the hospital, there is a real chance it won't get worked out when you get home. So that seems like a, a reasonable time to start you know, calling and help. The,
1: the stress hits when they get
0: home, yeah. for sure.
1: And I think there is sort of this odd sense of security when they're in the hospital because there, there are so many people who technically should be right. able to help. But the second there's like this little bit of this panic of wait a minute. I'm on my own. Oh my God. Wait, I can't just ring a bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like call a bell or, you know, nobody's just going to come in to help me. I can't put myself on a lactation list, but, you know,
0: there's, right, there's, right.
1: there's, there's that moment. Can I leave the
0: baby in the nursery tonight? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and now of course everyone yeah, has the
0: nursery open. What's that? Like, what's that? Like, <laughs> what? no, I mean at home, like what's that? Our kitchen? I don't, like, like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, we don't have nursery at home. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, oh, no,
1: they're in the room with me all night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no other hands. And, and so I think that that's usually when most of them, it hits them a little bit earlier rather than later. We have moms with very high pain tolerance. They might think that's normal for a while. I always say like the the initial latch, for example, where the first week to 10 days, that initial latch for that first seven to 10 seconds was like, yeah, oh, wait, OK, it's better. But if it continues, let's say it's going on for minutes and they're not getting any relief, and they have a high t- pain tolerance, they might think that that's just how it's supposed to be, and it's not. Breastfeeding is not supposed to be painful, right? But again, I go back to my longstanding, you know, recommendation of just having that prenatal breastfeeding class right. so that you know that that's not normal, right? And you know, okay, wait, I remember this was
0: said. I need. My partner took, took copious notes. Exactly. Page 12. And where are they? Yeah. <laughs> page 12 says, this isn't supposed to hurt. You wrote much, that down. You
1: wrote it down. We were, we were stern about that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then just so also women understand for their expectations. So they come home, they realize this isn't going well, and they do you know call on a lactation consultant to come. How long does it typically take for you to, quote unquote, fix what's going on? Is it Ten minutes, like you said, because you know right away. Or is it two sessions? Or is it three weeks? Like, what should they expect sure. when someone comes that it'll sort of start improving sure. for them?
1: With the the technical or clinical mm-hmm. issues, the latch issues, for example, it's usually why we're called. Or again, uh, you know, a checkup, but right. it still includes checking the latch. That is usually it's one session. Right. I mean, I will sit there for an hour and a half, watching the entire feeding, top to bottom. I mean, and that's. Undressing them, they pooped in the middle. You know, again, my favorite. thing. Right. They, um, they the baby. What's that? They the baby. No, the mom. I I go and wipe her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your poop is great right now. You are your, a labor fat, nurse, so that that is a possibility. <laughs> I'm a little obsessed. With yeah. You yeah, know, like. <laughs> It is a possibility. Yeah. Usually, like, the average session will be about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And usually we've gone through everything. I've watched the feeding. I've corrected what needs to be corrected. I've assessed the baby, assessed mom. Few and far between have I had to go to a second or third time. Maybe maybe once or twice in my entire 17 years have I gone to see somebody three times. Usually it's the one time. It's very comprehensive. But then they get...
0: Yeah, they ongo- get the, on- the, ongoing the ongoing stuff feedback. is the stuff. Right. Is, mean- that, is that typical? Do most lactation consultants do that? Or is that atypical? What's, what's your sense out there?
1: I think it's atypical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm weird, you know. I, like, right, but it's I, mean, like... I
0: listen, you can understand it's it's a totally different way to, to yeah. engage with people. It's harder, and yeah. So, but okay, so... I know a
1: lot. Like I, I mine, is, you know, I just charge one flat fee. This is what you get for right. for again the entire time this baby's breastfeeding. A lot of others, I think, do it by session. A lot. I've had phone calls of a lot that have called me after they've been with somebody else because a friend recommended it after they had not right. known about it the first time and are thrilled when they know that they can call me at any point right. And so it sort of is it's all about the relationship too right. and the trust and the support. And so it's hard if they're having clinical technical issues, you need to go back right. But usually, once all of that is fixed, In that first session, all the follow-up issues, they sort of come later. Oh, I'm starting to, I'm feeling this little ball in my breast and right, I think right. it's a plug. That, like that's the kind of stuff right. I, I actually don't need to go and see you again. I can tell you exactly what to right. do right now. Right. I try not to clink dishes while I'm while I'm doing it. My, my kids can answer a lot of the questions at this point. They're right. like
0: my, my son is, is always like is like ask her how far apart the contractions are.
1: You know? what's <laughs> the duration, the frequency. Yeah, and,
0: and he'll be he'll be like, oh there's no issues in labor. <laughs> no. I, I heard that call. you yeah. latent. <laughs> no, they have that. It's it's um but I think it's also reassuring for people that it's not like going to therapy where you're like, I know I'm signing up for twice a week for six years before we've we like scratch the surface of my problems, right? <laughs> exactly. This is like, it, it's, it's going to work. And you know, yeah. if, if it never works, then fine. Maybe it's not right for you. But for just about everybody, yeah, the, the things that are going wrong will get corrected very quickly. I think that's encouraging that they're not signing up again for weekly lactation consultant sessions for the next year. It's hey, one, two, I don't know, something in that range. That's amazing. And all all the people who maybe are finding difficulty doing it. And they really want to do it, that this is a way that, you know, one thing and they can, they can do it. It'll yeah, help them.
1: Yeah, yeah, That That
0: was very satisfying for you.
1: One of the other nurses who's pregnant on the unit last night, I have like my initials on my my fleece. Mm-hmm. She was like, you're a lactation consultant. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought, I, thought, I th- yeah. kind of always think everybody knows that for some yeah. reason. She's like, oh, i have to keep you in mind, you know, soon enough. I'm like, y- you're going to be fine. But yeah she's like, do you still see private clients even working full time? I'm like, Days off, I, you know, yeah. after my morning nap, I'll yeah <laughs> whatever, my days off, I'll go and see them because it is such a satisfying part of my life. And it's such, I don't want to say it's a routine part of my life, but it has been the majority. It's my, it has been my career up until now.
0: Part of your, your identity, in a sense. It is, it's who it you is, are.
1: It is. And when we were talking much earlier in the very beginning, when you're asking about my background, I actually left out the part after I had become a lactation consultant. I don't want to ever say. It became a little bit easy, but I'm always one that has to keep my brain working. And part of the reason why I ended up where I am now as an RN mm-hmm. on L D. I actually had gone back to get my master's in midwifery in 2011, and then life happens. And in the middle of my birth clinicals, I ended up getting divorced. My kids were younger at the time. I had no one there, even though my my ex lived a minute away from me. He sleeps through his phone, Mm -hmm. 2 a.m. calls, like just wasn't work. like just very, very hard. So I ended up having to withdraw sort of at the bitter end. So where my my path was supposed to be like, oh, I'm crossing over from lactation. I love women's health so much. I'm going to do midwifery. Uh Uh-huh. And then, boom, that ends. Fast forward to my kids being older. They're basically out of the house. It was actually my my ex-husband's wife who said to me, I think you should go back. You, you love the whole labor and delivery. Midwifery would be tough anyway just to go back to. If you went back to nursing school... Got your BSN, got your RN, you know, yeah. got your RN license and went back to labor and delivery. You're, you'll have regular hours. You'll have shift, shifts. Right. And I'm like, this is this is true it, it all. So everything sort of wraps up like women's health is the only world that I've ever been right. in. And I, right. I've been obsessed by it since I was, you know, probably six years old my aunt had all these pregnancy and birth books when she had my cousins and mm-hmm. i used to sneak to the room and just like read through these books right. and i was always fascinated by it my mom made me in 1976 the mo- the show um i was six years old the, the, um it was like an after school my mom's having a baby uh-huh. I don't know. okay <laughs> it was on. and it was i was like fascinated with it then and i right. so everything like I should have known way back then, right? That this was sort of where I would end up,
0: right? For our younger listeners, by the way, books are those things with pages get, on them that are on shelves. Yeah, but you can Google it what a book is, and they yeah, <laughs> it'll it'll show you a picture, and you know maybe you it, can see sometimes a video. Sometimes it's yeah. hard. Sometimes yeah.
1: it's soft. I yeah. mean, you know, it's like you know you flip through pages and not right. click on something.
0: Right. <laughs> right.
1: Everything sort of comes together. And sort of makes sense in that world, but I love L and D. But I will never ever give up the lactation because it's just it it is it, it is part of my identity. It's part of who you know where my whole entire career began, and it's not ending anytime soon.
0: So it's amazing.
1: Here I am. That's awesome.
0: Wow, <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much thank for coming you so on. Much that was for that having was amazing. Was so this is great, and I think that's so helpful. There are obviously so many women are thinking about this either in the past, their own experiences or in the future, what it's going to be like, or even in the present, you know, they're pregnant, they had a baby. And I think just to know that there's options and there's help and there's ways, you know, to help women breastfeed. And like we said, it's not for everyone, but if it's something that someone wants to do and is choosing to do it, they should have all the available help. And for most women, they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's fantastic. So thank you again for coming on. We're going to have you again.
1: Oh my God. I'd love to come back because I have diarrhea in the yep. mouth.
0: So. <laughs> there you go. Always go back to the, the poop. poop. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank All right. you
1: again for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Healthful Woman podcast. To learn more about our podcast, please visit our website at www.healthfulwoman.com. That's dot N.com. If you have any questions about this podcast or any other topic you would like us to address, please feel free to email us at hw at Have a great day. The information discussed in Healthful Woman is intended for educational uses only. It does not replace medical care from your physician. Healthful Woman is meant to expand your knowledge of women's health and does not replace ongoing care from your regular physician or gynecologist. We encourage you to speak with your doctor about specific diagnoses and treatment options for an effective treatment plan.